0: Welcome to another episode of the Autism Podcast. In today's episode, James and I interview Joan Pons Laplana, an autistic nurse in the NHS, leading a major new initiative called Neurodiverse Nurses, which aims to promote the inclusion and acceptance of neurodiverse nurses in the NHS. In this episode, We speak to Joan about the initiative and its importance, particularly in relation to leveraging the abilities and strengths of such nurses, also his personal experiences of autism, his struggles with mental health and his work on the front line in fighting COVID-19. I am not exaggerating when I say Joan is a true autistic hero and I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to him. Incidentally, Joan was named Britain's Nurse of the Year by the British Journal of Nursing in 2019 so he is indeed an extraordinary man. Just a couple of quick notes about this episode. Firstly, please be aware that in the first part of the episode, Joan talks about his work on the front line fighting COVID-19 and some of the accounts he describes might be upsetting. Second, it's worth bearing in mind that we did this pre-record on April 8th, So some time has passed since then. Lastly, we had a little trouble with some of James's audio in which it sounds a bit like he's calling from the International Space Station. Apologies about that. Okay, that's enough from me and we hope you enjoy the episode. We have on the line Joe Pons-LaPlana, who is the lead of Neurodiverse Nurses UK. And so it's going to be really interesting to talk about that. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Thanks, Thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, thank you for inviting me. Excellent. It's no, you're very
0: welcome. You're very welcome. And of course we also have our co-host, James Gordon. How are you doing, James? Hi yeah. Okay, so um uh Joe, thanks again for coming on the podcast. It's really, really fantastic to have you on. And um uh when I when I heard about your organization, actually James was the one that highlighted it to me. I just thought, wow, this sounds really fascinating and really, really important. The whole issue of neuro- neurodiversity in the uh, nursing sector is something I think uh, needs to be considered and, and looked at, like in all other sectors, and perhaps it hasn't been uh, to some extent over the um, over the over the years. Uh, so it's really great that you're you're fronting this. Um, however, before we get into the conversation about it, um, I'm aware that you are. Um, a nurse yourself who's working in um, an intensive care unit setting uh, fighting COVID-19 at the moment. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I've been redeployed. I don't normally work in the front line. Um, I'm a manager now. I, I work uh, with the quality improvement team uh, trying to uh, improve and deliver better care and see how we perform to see if we can change things, uh, uh, and, and do things differently. Uh, my job is very creative and I think a lot of fun outside the box. But yes, uh, because I have, I'm a nurse by background, and I have experience uh, from 10 years ago working in intensive care. Um, all the needs with this pandemic, uh, then now it was all my project has stopped, and I've been redeployed uh, to intensive care. That's where they need people at the moment, and, and I'm quite proud to be a nurse at this moment. But also, it's quite hard physically and and, and emotionally um on these circumstances not just for me for my colleagues and for everybody now who are living in in the uk but worldwide yeah
0: yeah absolutely and you know i just want to say thank you for the work you and your colleagues are doing obviously you know there's no doubt that you guys are true heroes at the moment you know working to save lives and putting yourselves at considerable risk and enormous psychological and emotional strain um would you agree with that? Is it's it's quite emotionally demanding, isn't it? You're saying it's
1: very emotionally because um, um, because it's completely different. The rules have changed. We 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 see people dying every day now and there, and also people close to my age. I mean, the coronavirus affects anybody. You don't discriminate, and I see people um, late forties dying and uh, and everything, and also um, because of the uh, of the of the virus. Um, none of the patients we have in the, in the intensive care have any relative. I mean, uh, all these people are dying alone. And that goes, goes against all my beliefs uh, as a nurse as a, and as a person that, that you always need to, to, to involve the family and the patients and everything. And it's quite sad when you can only communicate with the families uh, via telephone. And, uh, and it's very hard to tell bad news and, and update people over the phone because I always believe that these things uh, need to be face-to-face uh, and at the moment, uh, because it's too risky, we, we're having to do that. And uh, and also, uh, because of the virus, also the, the human touch with your colleagues is, is quite difficult. You need to be very careful with You you are you, also touch, your, touch you, you, uh, your face and everything. It's like, um, you just sometimes you become very anxious and, and paranoid that you're going to take this virus home and infect your family. And it can be um, quite hard because we work in 12 and a half hour shifts at the moment. And... It's quite exhausting at the end of that of the long day shift uh, to go back home, and and it's, the job is not done because as soon as you go back home, um, I go straight to the shower uh, because I I want to clean myself as much as possible. I spend half an hour before I even say a touch or, or or kiss my my family or, or do anything because um, my worst fear will be to me to pass the coronavirus the virus to to any any of my loved ones.
0: Yeah, understandably, I mean the strain you guys must be under. I mean the whole. All of the rules of nursing and and good quality of care have been turned yeah. upside down, right as you were saying you know about not not ensuring that you have family and friends around you you know in those moments of of you know passing and the hum- um, the human touch th-
1: This virus the humanity of these conditions have been taken out of of, of, of our hospitals um you' just very focused to make to try to keep these people alive and uh, and and yeah and sometimes um also to, for protection of yourself um because if you've uh, created a lot of feelings and emotions and everything it's very dreadful conditions and uh, and yeah um it's also for mental health sometimes you need to um to also act sometimes uh, like a robot even it's against everything i, I always tell uh, people that nurses need to do because um, we need to be more humans and and that's always believed that the nurses are next to the patients and they 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 show the human side of the of the of the um, um the, of the health system.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. Joe, I was I've been wondering a lot about uh, the mental health um of frontline staff and um I mean as you were saying, you've yourself experienced a lot of emotional strain. How how are you coping? In these very demanding times, how are you protecting your own mental health during these very it's, traumatic it, it's times? It's hard.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite hard um, emotionally because you have a, like a roller coaster, you know, and and, and personally and also like um, professionally and everything is is, is quite tough. But um, I have experience with my mental health, and I had a, a quite a, a big breakdown uh, nearly a year ago. Uh, and um i've been with with a uh, with counseling and and i learned a lot of techniques from that and initially i was quite ashamed uh, because obviously when i was growing up um all, uh, you know in spain you need to be a man man up and everything is uh, mental health is not for for people and everything and and i felt a bit of a shame i, I felt like a failure when i had an, a, a mental breakdown a year ago but um, the council that I'm talking about, uh, I have learned that it's nothing to be ashamed, shame. And, and I'm quite proud now that uh, I think i become a better nurse and a better person because now I acknowledge my mental health. And also I learned that you need to take care as much of the mental health as your physical health. And also I'm trying to, to, to tell that to all my colleagues and everything, because the hospitals and the NHS have been quite good at the moment. And this time of crisis, they have put helplines just for nurses and, and doctors. We also, the hospital, we have counselors that we can contact 24-7. I mean, it's help if you want that. The problem is that people need to recognize the signs of, 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 of when your mental health is deteriorating. Some people try to hide that because um, they don't want to, to anybody to know that. And I'm, what I'm trying to do with my colleagues is to also to, uh, to break this taboo that having, it's okay to be okay, especially in that times. it's okay to feel anxious, it's okay to have questions uh you know talk to people and that's what i'm what i'm trying to do with my colleagues and and always when i see somebody who who look like you know coping I'll point out in the right directions and everything but it's very important on times like now to take care of your mental health as much as your physical health
0: yeah that's so well said joe fully agree and it's a really interesting point that you raise about the stigma of mental health and how that Yes. You know, undermines, you know, people's ability to seek, to identify firstly when, when they're struggling and then also to seek seek help um, openly and, and acknowledge that, you know, it's okay to seek support and help and mental health is important. And so I guess that's playing into the whole situation of nurses coming under increasing strain uh, in, in exactly. the, the current situation. That's really fascinating. So am I right in thinking then that uh, because of the whole situation, your your work with Neurodiverse Nurses UK is is on hold. Is it?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it was every, it was all ready to be, make a big launch on the thirtieth of, of March on that week, and also on the second of, of of April there was the World Autism Day um, to be. Uh, I was coordinating a launch with NHS England, um, the Royal College of Nursing, uh, and other institutions to to. Um, make uh, a big uh, shout-out for this new group and also to uh, to let people and nurses who, who were here, and that was the next phase. Unfortunately, because of coronavirus, every meeting and everything is being postponed until further notice. Um, at the moment, um, everything is stopped, but it doesn't mean we have abandoned the project. It means that we'll come back once this coronavirus is gone. Uh, I just want the people to, to be uh, you know a bit more patient, but uh, this is a big need of this group. That's what I feel. And the fact that NHS England um, and, and the Royal College of Nursing have realized also there's a big need and they're supporting us, that means that uh, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to create a, a platform where a lot of um, uh, neurodiverse nurses that at the moment don't, don't have anywhere to go. They can come and share experiences and support each other. That's what I want.
0: That's that's so good, and, and I'm glad to hear that you've got you know backing and support and recognition of the importance of the work, and that this is you know um, yeah. temporarily suspended. Could you could you just um, tell us a little bit about the mission of your organisation? I'm sure a lot of our listeners, especially perhaps those outside of the UK who may not have heard of your initiative or organisation, uh, yeah. would be very interested to hear about you know what the what. What is this all about? What's the mission? What are the values and purpose? What what are you trying to achieve from this? And also what what led to it being founded as well?
1: Yeah, um, uh, our mission basically is is we want uh, to create uh, an environment on on, on healthcare where um, neurodiversity uh, is seen in a positive way and they see people with their abilities, not disabilities. Because everybody, uh, the reaction when you say I have Asperger's syndrome or I'm autism, um, they put a face and they, they try to find why you're not doing well. I say, oh, I have a lot of, of things that I can do a, um, differently than other people. I have some um, a very good uh, abilities that other people don't have. Everybody's different. And uh, just because we are neurodiverse doesn't mean that we cannot do the job. And that's what worries me also, that this the stigma that, that if you have a neurodiversity, you cannot be successful in your career. Uh, and I demonstrate myself that um, you can be a senior nurse and have a good career as a nurse in the healthcare system if you have the right environment. And that's the key. If you have uh, an, uh, an understanding manager who can see for your abilities and not the disabilities, because there's a lot of problems on my career. I've been uh, working environments that they they didn't see me for who I was and they, trying to, they, they were trying to make me um, uh, do uh, things to follow the, what the other people the patterns and that uh, don't work for people who like like me in the diversity because we need a, a space where we feel safe uh, to be ourselves and to be creative because we, I, I consider myself a very creative person and uh, and also because we see the the problems in different ways sometimes is uh, is very good because we found solutions and not other people have thought about it that's why I always say the more diverse the workforce the better not just neurodiversity from all, all over the place. And that's one of the reasons because the NHS is one of the best institutions of the world because we have so much variety of people working on it. The problem is that, and I was quite shocked, and that's why we formed uh, the neurodiverse neurodiv- nurses, is that I, I didn't find any support group or anything. And I contacted NHS England and I said, oh, um, I'm a nurse, I'm a neurodiverse nurse. Um, uh, I just want to see if there's any other nurses la- like me who who are having problems or, or we can have a group and everything. And they come back to me and say, we don't have, nothing. We don't have anything. The only thing we have is this uh, neurodiverse group for patients. And I say, well, that's very good for patients, but uh, we do exist. It's like and is, uh, like we didn't exist. they like neurod- nurses cannot be neurodiverse. Uh, and, and I ask them also, um, um, we have a problem with retention and recruitment at the moment. I say how many, and a lot of nurses are leaving. Uh, because the stressful is very stressful, working the front line and everything, is uh, one of the most beautiful jobs uh, nursing, but also is one of the most stressful. And, and I said, Bo, um, do you know how many uh, neuro- neurodiverse nurses are living? And they didn't have an answer. They have no recollection of the reasons why of these nurses living. And I found that quite shocking that, um, especially because NHS England had done a massive effort with uh, the BME population and, and equality and, and diversity but for me, they left the the the, the invisible disabilities a bit uh, uh, a bit behind, and, and and because it's very easy to know if somebody has a BME or somebody have a physical disability with a, with a wheelchair, and you go to occupational health and they, they put a lot of resources to make sure that you're not discriminate. But when I went to my um, to my occupational health and say, look, I'm autistic, uh, can you help me? And the only thing they give me is a paper to take to my, to, to my boss and, and my manager say, well, what do you mean to do about it? Uh, and, and they didn't know anything. And that's also one of the reasons because we get this, this group, because a lot of um, organizations, a lot of uh, hospitals don't know what to do with people uh, like me. They don't know how to create a safe environment and everything. Uh, and, and that was also part of the objectives and the goals for, um, for, for this group is to make managers who are more, more aware of, neuro- of neurodiversity and, and, and have a mentality that respects the difference between all of us. Because I think the difference we have is they're beautiful. We need to promote everybody to be different and to, and, and to know the strengths and, and, and stop seeing people and putting labels and, and just see the limitations. I want to see their potential. And neurodiverse people have a lot of potential um, um, obviously with the right environment and most of the most brilliant people uh, in this planet have been neurodiverse and I've been on a discovery um, journey also myself because I've, I've only been diagnosed in, in, in the last few years. Then, then I mean, I, uh, I always know that I was the odd one from when I was growing up and everything, but it's only when my son was diagnosed, um, who's now 18, that I discovered that um, I was also. Because I was going to the test and everything, and uh, and I said, "Boy, if my son is autistic." Um, my my wife said, "Boy, you have you are uh, you have the same kind of and everything," and and I ended up like that. But at the beginning, also, I was, I was quite shocked, and I was a bit um, conflicted of 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 feelings because I thought um, also uh, because the way that when my son was growing up and the problems and. Uh, and the, the the doctors and the the health services they, they always see um, um, what the, the disabilities they never see the, what the potential. And the first time they say, "Well, you may be autistic," I say, "No, that's not me. I'm 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 a quite uh, I achieve quite a lot in life. I'm, I'm married. I have a, I have a, a career. Uh, I have a lot of awards that I won from my work and everything. I cannot be autistic. Autistic people don't do that. I, I, how wrong I was! Since then, I discovered. Um, That there's a lot of fantastic people a lot of fantastic professionals working in every aspect in our society that they are neurodiverse and if I I I, I had this idea that neurodiverse on a negative way and I was living with my son and everything I say the society also must have a quite negative image of people with neurodiversity and I want to change that also I want to show and inspire probably maybe future nurses of future teenagers that, that could be a If you're never the best, best, doesn't matter, Uh, you can still uh, be a nurse or a doctor or anything you want to be because the limits uh, uh, you only put the limits yourself Uh, with the right support, you can do anything.
0: That's really wonderful, and I fully agree that there's so much beauty in autism. Actually, there's a lot you know, there's a lot to sort of celebrate, Um, there are a lot of advantages to that, you know, differences in thinking and being. And often, for whatever reason, you know, the neurotypical way of thinking and being, you know, wins out. Yeah. And unfortunately, as as a result, there's a lot of autism stigma. And it sounds like some of the misconceptions might have, you know, misconceptions associated with autism might have uh, played into the fact, you know, played into these issues. You know, that there isn't, this hasn't been considered before, you know, nursing and, and autism hasn't really been sort of associated with each other before very strongly and that's reflected in as you were saying the NHS England saying that they are you know they don't haven't really considered this they don't know how to no. support these people so it hasn't really been thought about and i fully agree that it shouldn't just be about those visible conditions but also the um the invisible ones as well um and if we're going to really uh, recognize and try to promote diversity and equality and really Bring it all, you know, together in a beautiful and full way. Then autism yeah. and neurodiverse conditions have to be part of that sphere. And it sounds, it really sounds like you've touched on something very, very important that hasn't been uh, looked at before, which is a real shame in a way that hasn't been looked yeah. at, hasn't been considered. Um, so it's I great. I was that quite you've been... in
1: shock when I, when I was talking to Royal College of Nursing and to the NHS England. I was quite in shock. That uh, they didn't have any statistics. They didn't know how many of us existed. They they they, they didn't even acknowledge that neurodiverse people can be doctors or nurses because uh, there were support groups for everything. Everything you can think about it, um, they have support groups. But they didn't have any for neurodiverse um, health professionals and say why not? And because well we don't know uh, that anyone anyone exists. I said, well I'll tell you that a lot of us exist because I've only been trying to find out how many and just in my hospital I just found. Probably twenty or thirty people that they are neurodiverse, and, uh, and 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 then that's when the challenge came. And then I, the the Coach of nursing, um, the head of um, diversity and equality, um, um, just contacted me and say, "Well, I want you to invite you to London. Why don't you come home and let's do something about it? Uh, because now um, you have identified this problem. I think it's just right um, to to be able to 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 change that and create something. And it was all linked with the uh, with the year of the nurse, because 2020 uh, is the 200th anniversary of Florence Nightingale, who is the, or oh, the death, sorry, the Florence Nightingale, who is the lady who uh, brought uh, nursing into the more modern era and made nursing a science. And, and it was all linked also on the on the report from the World Health Organization that the amount of nurses that is needed in the future, and also the NHS England is doing a lot of projects trying to um. um make sure and uh, make uh, nursing a bit more a, a professional, a lot more attractive for the youngster to be able to come um, to work in the NHS, because there's a big uh, force, uh, workforce gap. We we need, uh, around, um, we are around 43,000 um, nurses short at the moment. And, and that's what I, um, my mind make me think, Sebo, um, um, the way that we can increase people coming is that if we, uh, make it more attractive also for this uh, neurodiversity because a lot of people are neurodiverse and i don 't want to um to, to just basically um don't look at the, the career in in in, in health the doctors or, or nursing or anything just because they're neurodiverse uh, and the, what also I found is a lot of lack of understanding and support from a lot of um, universities uh, that they do nursing and it's a very few that I found out because i've been in, making a lot of inquiries that they adapt um, a bit their curriculum to people with neurodiversity. Because um, sometimes we have slightly uh, like different needs, And but it's no no different to other people. Um, you just need to ask the, these people what do you need and make sure that you have a right balance. And some of the universities, they will not make it easy for people uh, with neurodiversity to, to be able to graduate. And I think that's a shame because some of them can be fantastic nurses.
0: Yeah, fully agree. So it's really about, I mean, I suppose, you know, one of the questions I've got for you is how are we going to make this happen? But um, one of the main ways, I suppose, is what what you're saying now, right? In that, you know, we can really implement this into the training of the workforce. You know, making sure yeah. that universities are are really working with the differences that people bring to the table, supporting them in the right way, and uh, leveraging it to create better outcomes, better learnings, better learning, and better journeys rather than you know um, yeah. making it more difficult and then you see um you know you see you know drop out uh from and, and therefore yeah. lost potential and not just a smaller workforce but a workforce that has lost the, the potential for all of these new ideas and new ways of thinking about yep. things as well right so it's about quality and quantity um,
1: but that's what i tell um uh, my hospital that at the moment every, every nurse is vital. the more nurses we can we can keep at work and we can manage to uh, to, uh, to, um, to avoid them leaving the profession early and, and also to recruit uh, attract more, more nurses that 's a bonus doesn 't matter where they come from or anything. we need to support all kind of nurses and also we need to make sure that that we support neuro- neurodiversity and also that links with um, um, one of the reasons was created that group is um the oliver's campaign um, um because i was in contact with also paula mcgowan and 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 i, I did inquire nhs england um about the new compulsory training that was supposed to come at the beginning of april um for every clinician and i asked nhs england um, have you made a section of this autism about to talk about um about colleagues because um, autistic patients, this, uh, this, this autistic people, this is not just patients. It can be your colleague, it can be your doctor, your nurse, your and you need to be able, um, you know, to uh, to uh, to know that, that that anybody can be uh, can be a uh, nervous not just patients. And I was shocked when they told me that there was no, they never thought about that. They 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 never thought that uh, to include a section of of how to support your colleagues or something. um um, in that aspect and 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 that also start working with them and raise awareness and i think now they're gonna they're gonna do a section um with um about talking about uh that neurodiversity can basically can be anybody Uh, and and i need to thank also paula mcgowan who has also been in contact and has helped us to to create this group um, um, and he has been behind us and she's been helping fantastically from Australia and giving us of, a lot of advice and making also a lot of contacts with NHS England and things that I didn't have and thanks to Paula who has opened some of the doors and we've been able to create this momentum together to just to help um, patients um, to come into the health service, but also staff uh, to be able to to create an environment when neurodiversity is a lot more accepted
0: yeah i think a lot of it is about about that about acceptance and yeah um uh you know really battling the stigma associated with autism i mean that that should be part of any training you know to sort of sh- ensure that it's con- conceptualized as yeah. a difference uh, a potentially beautiful difference if leveraged appropriately and effectively as opposed to you know something that we should you know try to treat or stamp out or avoid or be worried about you know but
1: there's uh. th- th- something quite easily for example my son who um, um when i was sick, when he was 16 was in a hospital because he had an infection and he was in a side room uh, and and i told the nurse that my son um was asparagus syndrome and um, because he was 16 and um, and he wanted to be alone that night at the hospital and he called us at three o'clock in the morning quite distressed that uh, the nurse saying that our son had been moved to the, uh, to the main area and he, he was creating a scene. Uh, and, and I said, well, um, and then I went that and I said, well, my son is not being creating a scene. Is that suddenly you have, you didn't ask uh, him, uh, you moved him from an environment that he know to suddenly put together on a, on a different environment that didn't know who is next to it and everything. He's just frightened. Instead of, um, of labeling him uh, as a trouble patient, Maybe uh, you should have thought when I told you that my patients have neuro, uh, my son have neurodiversity that there's different ways to to to, to you can adjust and, and everything uh, and you cannot change somebody uh, um, and say will you change somebody with dementia at three o'clock in the morning to put in in a you know, completely different environment and she said, no but but it's the same for neurodiverse people you know you need to tell them about what's gonna happen you need to that led them to embrace the change and everything. And, and if you do that, they will be perfectly okay. But you cannot expect, suddenly, all this change uh, just uh, because you need the cubicle at 3 o'clock in the morning. I can understand the need of you having a cubicle, but you also need to understand the needs of the patient. And the only thing you need to do, if you don't know, ask, ask, the, ask my son, and my son will tell you because he's quite intelligent and will tell you what he needs. And I always say to somebody, oh, who can I... Who can I um, make sure that I'm, I'm treating somebody in university okay? I'd say, well, just ask them. You know, you ask who can who can make the environment better. They will tell you because everybody. Also, what I say when the people, oh, you don't know, you don't look uh, autistic, you don't look neurodiverse, and say, well, everyone is different. Um, the, I can be neurodiverse. Uh, and and my colleague can be neurodiverse and be completely different. An, that people try to put pe- um, uh, people on boxes and labels. Say, forget about that. Everybody's different. Even even uh, normal people, they have uh, the differences between each other. It's the same with neurodiversity. It's like saying all the Chinese people look like the same. It's not. <laughs> you know. It's like I always say, what works for me, you may not work for another one. If you doubt, ask the patient, ask the person, and they will tell you.
0: Yeah, no fully agree and what what annoys me is is the blame in that as well you know it sounds yeah. to me that like they led to the to the situation being what it was and you know your son you know experiencing distress and and then bl- just blaming it on the, on him. It sounds like you know he's causing a scene. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway, who ca- I mean, who cares about the scene? Go and go and work. Go and work out what's going on and, and yeah. reduce the distress. Exactly. And and then reflect afterwards about okay, what happened to the lead to that? Is this something that I could do better as a professional going forwards? But people don't think like that, you know. Unfortunately, and and it's no. just the. As, you know, there's a big I think I think it's great that you're doing your work because it, it, I think it's going to help to shift the whole culture of of thinking and, and embracing diversity. And yeah, and I think I think um, if you're successful in your mission, even a little bit, then I think there's going to be fewer, hopefully fewer cases of misunderstanding and and poor quality application of, of work in the sector.
1: Yeah. It's the it's, uh, people needs to be more aware of, of invisible disabilities that sometimes mm. they don't see that. But I don't like the word disability I, oh. um, because it's quite negative. I want to people that people have different kind of abilities. Yes. Uh, and 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 as I always say that I have a lot of abilities and for other things I'm absolutely awful. Um, but um, I have some good things and bad things like any other people. Doesn't matter if you're neurodiverse or not. Um, but, you know you have good uh, um good um um what you call it um. Uh, attributes and, and, and a lot of um, talents and and other parts you know that talent for example I, I'm horrible I cannot draw anything I'm absolutely rubbish at making pictures or anything but I can I'm quite good of of, of seeing uh, the problem from different angle and find um, making common sense very quickly and and also very good with numbers and, and statistics and everything that also helped me as a manager because I can see very quickly a uh, picture and uh, of of what we have in the hospital, and I can see different pathways very quickly. Other people takes a long a longer time, but if you put me on a completely different environment, I'm absolute rubbish. It's like I think Einstein saying one is is everybody uh, uh, is 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 different. It's like if you ask a fish to climb a tree, you will classify him as a, a, a as a as a uh, useless but obviously if you put the fish in the water probably it will be uh, will be the best it's the same you need to fight the right environment for the create the right environment for people to flourish that's my oh, one of the missions and at, at the moment unfortunately um, a lot of managers uh, are lacking this knowledge of, of what to do when somebody's different because the fear reaction uh, that people have is it's uh, you're the troublemaker. Um, you know you always ask questions because I, I I was always asking questions to my manager say why you want me to do that. And I always say I'm not trying to challenge you because some of my managers used to tell me oh you're very challenging. You question my decisions. You know, I'm not questioning your decisions. I just want to understand why you want me to do it. If I if I the reason that you're telling me I agree with it, I probably I'll, I'll do it. Uh, jump higher than anybody else, but. I don't do things because you're telling me to do I just want to understand them and 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 learn and and may come with a different solution that you never thought about it and uh, unfortunately the, the the managers who have done that with me have been the minority and but this minority have made a huge difference to my career pathway uh, and and that I want everybody to be able to experience good managers like I, as strong, that I as some that I had what, what
0: what was it that your management did do right for you in your case
1: uh they give me a space um, um, to um, to think differently. Um, they didn't micromanage me um, um, because I work on a different pace um, than other people. Uh, I never miss a deadline. Um, I, I always say, you tell me what you want me to do, uh, and I'll do it, but don't tell me how to do it. I'll need to work it by myself, and I need to uh, do that, and, and tell me where I can find the information. And, and the, the, right, the managers who have trust me, uh, and then they're not been nervous, and they let me uh, think outside the box, and be a bit uh, different. Um, um, then uh, I produce fantastic results. A clear example is when I used to work in uh, James Pasha Hospital in Norwich. Um, they um, they uh, basically I did um, try to increase the vaccination among the staff for the flu for the flu job. and it was one of the worst of the country. Uh, only one third of the, of the staff used to get the flu vaccine and what I did um, was uh, I turned that upside down and I decided uh, that to use social media and also to, um, um, to, um, to go to the wars um, um, and do a fancy dress competitions and, and do a lot of things that um, they, they, they made, uh, they, they made the, uh, my manager very very nervous but um, she allowed me to do it and, and, and I managed to turn around and in the space of two years, we went from one of the worst truths to one of the best. Uh, uh-huh. and because uh, my creativity and, uh, and engagement and, and thinking differently had made that the, suddenly the, the people uh, um, uh, were engaging a lot more with me and we having this conversation that sometimes trying to do the same um, is, is quite different. I always say also, um, um, I always, um, um, I love films, and one of the films that I, I love is Mary Poppins, and Mary Poppins always say that if you have fun while you work uh, then you will have, uh, you will do work a lot better and I always try to have a part of a fun uh, into whatever I do and sometimes managers um, they associate fun with uh, not being professional, and that's uh, that's completely the wrong idea. You can be as professional and have fun at the same time and I show. That um, to some of the projects I done, but a lot of my, the managers who didn't understand me, um, the idea of me having fun at work uh, when when all their principles and, and and they thought that I was not professional. Uh, and but uh, believe me, if people have fun while you're doing, they doing they do it better, and the retent- the retention of of the of the knowledge is a lot uh, a lot higher. it's is it's the most uh, the, the most uh, it's been demonstrated for for years. Uh, that like children what they learn better is when they play with games and they learn um, having fun it's the same with adults people think that when we're adults we need to stop having fun and that's completely wrong the more fun we have the better we will learn and the better will be the outcomes and sometimes that's not gone down well with some of my managers
0: i fully agree with you fully agree and i'm sorry to hear that it hasn't gone down well with some of your managers when it really should have uh, and it should be about recognising as you said the difference the potential tapping into that working with that giving people a chance and making that right environment and support yeah, Je- yeah. oh sorry I just wanted to bring in James I think he wanted to okay. ask ask a couple of questions go ahead James
1: yeah
2: yeah hi hi Joe I'm, I'm really excited to uh, talk to you since um, I sort of found your um, account on Twitter when it was first set up Um I think it's it's really ironic that it takes a crisis um like this to bring out the the needs of of the neurodiverse uh, workforce especially in in the front lines the essential services and, uh, such as nurses and what you what you're doing um so I'm hoping that um now there'll be a big push to bring about what all the the training that you're talking about another ironic thing is um you know, it, it, it took this tragedy of um, Paula McGowan's son to really spur this um, mandatory NHS training in uh, autism uh, that, that's been put on the agenda. Um, and I've really been wondering, you know, who's going to... It really d- depends on if it's a success or not. It depends on who's going to set, set the agenda for this. Who's, who's going to put the content into this training... And I think it, it relies a lot on people like you to. Um, I'm fa- I, I'm really happy that you're, and excited that you've come forward and um, you're bringing other people forward in your organisation. Um, and I hope you're given a, a full input into, into the new training. You know because um, my my I've got um, an autistic son and I, I'm autistic myself. And just um, the kind of things I've been told. I've been trying to get diagnosis for myself. But my GP, for instance, is to me, he doesn't really have a clear picture of what autism is, you know. Um, so I'm hoping that that training feeds through into a lot of different areas in the NHS, you know.
1: Yeah, but definitely, there's there's a need um, uh, for for learning because I'm learning every day, and I'm surprised at myself every day how fantastic things other people with neurodiversity does. And, and I've been. Inundated with uh, a fantastic message of support from uh, from all over the, the the globe, not just the United Kingdom, and all kind of professions. Um, I've been in contact when I we set up this uh, this Twitter account with Never the Best Nurses UK because in a way it was a bit of a trial. I uh, said so let's let's see if it's if it's a need about uh, about this group. And I, I, We were quite amazed that. In less, in less than two weeks, we had nearly 2,000 followers, and a lot of people were connecting and everything. And that's what I love: is the connections with that I made with uh, with other organizations. And not reinvent the wheel; It's try to uh, to to connect and learn from other organizations who have done that before you. And always, obviously, have been in contact with you. And, and also, uh, I was quite pleased that uh, the police they have uh, also a neurodiverse association, and, and 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 the leader of this association have. Have has now offered to mentor me to create a similar um, net network, network with people all across the UK, similar as the, what the police workforce work had. I mean, the, the support uh, has been incredible, and the welcoming from other um, from people and everything. And and the fact that a lot of uh, um, um, nurses and doctors say, "Oh, it's about time that we create a group like that." And I said, "Well, why is took uh, so? Why why we took to 2020?" To, to realize that we didn't have any group, and sometimes I I, I, I blame myself. Well, why we didn't create before? Why anything? Why nobody's done anything? And I'm one of these persons that say, "Bo, you have two options: or sit down and complain about it, or stand up and do something." And I decided to do something, and that's how I started um, try to to do um, to do something. And then the mission initially said "Bo, if goes nowhere, at least I have tried." Uh, and that's, but suddenly the, the support has been massive. It's like everybody was waiting for somebody to do something, but nobody wanted to do anything. And it took um, uh, people like me and Sally, who we've been working together to just do the first step, that suddenly a lot of people um, want to bring that forward. And uh, uh, and uh, that's what the next phase will be, is to basically do, um, to, 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 to to try to create a movement inside NHS for all these people to start connecting and support each other because that's what we need. We need a network uh, with people encouraging each other and also um, um, to support each other because um, uh, being a neurodiverse nurse is have added complications that, uh, you, that, that if you are, as I say, a, a non-neurodiverse um, uh, nurse because society is designed by, uh, for people who think in a different way and because we are not no, we're, I don't want to say normal. We're not part of this group. Our, our brain is connected a different way. Um, sometimes we're seen as the odd ones. And the first action that people do when somebody is um, odd is to push them away. What I'm trying to do is to break this barrier and embrace these. Instead of pushing them away, what about if you embrace them and, and then you create a better NHS and a better society? That's the, also the, the main goal, is, is that, to embrace diversity and to embrace uh, um, a society where everybody is uh, is valued by their, uh, by their talent, not by disabilities.
2: I just think uh, it's fantastic, you know, what, what you've done, um, you know, you saw that um, no one else was doing it and you, you stepped forward and I think it, it takes a great deal of courage to do that. You're obviously the, the right person at the right time, you know, I, I feel in my heart it's going to be a great success, you know. Um, I don't know if you want to speak now,
0: Chris, about... Oh, okay. Uh, thanks, James. Uh, and I agree. I think it's... I, I have a good feeling that this is going to be very successful because you're driving it, Joe. You know, you are you're, you know exactly what the issues are. You've experienced them. Yeah. You know, you've identified it. You, I, I can tell that you've spent a lot of time thinking about it and you're clearly a very determined person so and you've made a lot of progress I mean you, you've you got a big following on Twitter and you know we all want you to succeed so uh, I'm sure the yeah, community um, will support you I um, mean
1: we have created this platform but the first step was to 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 identify the need we did that then we went to uh, to London and RCN and helped us and to create this this group and then the next step was to create a website and a, and a platform to where people will come and then the next uh, the the third step will will have been the launch of the group and unfortunately that's at the moment it's been stopped Uh, and the fourth step the future of the the group is to to create um, in a way um, I want to create a map of England that uh, in each region they have um, ambassadors of neurodiversity that for example if I work in Sheffield and I have a problem or Or um, I want um, I want to um, to create a better a better thing. Then I can contact somebody who can support me and help me, and also to link with institutions. Because don't forget that there's some fantastic uh, organizations open on the country who are already helping uh, neurodiversity. And it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's about using the resources and 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 basically um, point out in the right direction for people who maximise. And to be able to uh, to stay at work and, and, and be successful at work that um, sometimes we need a bit of extra support and but the support is there and a lot of people like my, like myself don't know where to go and that's the next step will be uh, once it's launched, probably into 2021 is to create um, um, uh, this uh, link of ambassadors open down that when you go to the website you you just uh, put your postcode and they will tell you Who uh, which organization in your area is any support group and also who can help you in your hospital if you have any problem and that's the that's the the idea of of the future but uh, as I say unfortunately coronavirus has taken over um, the uh, the this idea but uh, I'm not you know I'm very determined as you say and that will happen it may not happen this year but definitely next year and and what also surprised me is that. not just nurses i 've been contacted by a lot of universities and other professions say, "Why just nurses? Why not all health professionals and, and i 've been thinking about the, the, this a lot, and I say, well, before I run, I want to make sure I can walk and i 'd rather make sure I do um, a proper website and a proper support group for things I know that is nursing, and then it is successful, then we can create other um, um, other uh, groups." Um, Around it, that they can also embrace other other health professions like physiotherapists or doctors or things. Because also I was surprised that th- th- there's nothing, uh, nothing uh, for any of them. And I said, well, let's next year and a half, let's make sure that ending um, uh, nurses takes off the ground and then we can expand and embrace uh, other professions. But I didn't want to do it all in one go because, as I say, I- I'd rather go slowly and sure than not uh, um, do a big bang and then. Uh, die because I do that, um, me and Sally and other people, we're doing that uh, on our own time. And I mean, I, I don't, um, we don't get paid. We don't have any budget uh, Everything I do, I ask uh, 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 the Royal College of Nursing, it'd be very good that they pay, they, they, they have paid over um, travel expenses and, and they've given some money to do some posters. And I have a friend who's done the, the website for me, absolutely free. I mean that uh, people have been absolutely amazing. Uh, But as I say, I have also a full time job and and I'm very passionate about it, but um, I want to go slowly and make sure. But also, it's not about me. It's not about Sally. It's about everybody. I want everybody to be involved and and set the direction. Uh, I created this website, but I always say, if you have anything that you want to add, change or things, let us know. Because this group is not my group, it's everybody's group and everybody can be part of it. And it needs to be... uh, a a community not me living it because i have enough of my daily work i mean at some point i'm planning to um to be part of the of this uh, group as a member not just as a living it wow
0: that's really really inspiring uh joe it's really fantastic and i just love your vision and your determination the fact that you're doing this you know above above and beyond what your normal day job is and uh, everything else is really is really fantastic, um, and it's great to hear that the community is is supporting you and and um... yeah.
1: And but I need to say that my hospital should also, also have supported me, um, um, sometimes giving me some some space and some time. Obviously, because I I'm lucky that I, go, I work flexibly and I've, I've been able um, to combine, and for example, going to London and everything. And also, I have a a, a very uh, understanding manager, um, who's Diane, who also has uh, been supporting a big fan of this group from the beginning. And I mean, I need to say thank you because without, as I say, without a proper environment and a, and a, and a manager who understands what we want to achieve, I would not be able to do, um, uh, me and Sally would not be able to, to create this group. And I mean, I need to say also that, that my hospital, Sheffield Teaching Hospital, have been very supportive because they, they saw that the potential that this group can have and also for their benefit. Because if you create a better environment, the retention... Will increase and the recruitment also will be uh, will be better and that will benefit the hospital uh, and at the end is and also the patients because the uh, the the better environment we have um, the 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 patients will be happier and the staff will be happier and that's the goal that every any hospital wants to have happy staff and happy patients.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of research that shows that yes. staff morale is directly yeah. connected with patient outcomes, isn't it? so um so it's really really good and i think what you're saying also about your manager and your 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 the hospital you work in supporting you is is a clear direct example of the importance of good management and the rewards that it brings right because it's through their support their their understanding and their um their their view of your potential and these ideas that you're able to go and do something incredible and massively impactful that could have a resounding impact for uh, the nursing community uh, and maybe beyond. So it's a clear example of what you were talking about earlier, the importance of supportive, good management and the advantages that could bring for everybody. Um, That's really, really fantastic, Joe. Where, Where do you want to be in the next? Where do you want to see this... In the next five to ten years, you know, where would, what's your sort of aspirations and hopes for the next five to ten years? You know, in terms of you know where you would prefer things to be uh, compared to where they my are.
1: yeah my aspiration is that in every um, hospital in every in every city will have um, an ambassador uh, and a support group, and every hospital will have embraced and um, um, neurodiversity, and they will have. Um, an Environment they have a lot at the moment a lot of look what is called a learning disability nurse but um, what I'm, what i 'm trying to um, take the message to these um, to, to the hospitals is that uh, autism is not a learning disability, but they, these uh, these nurses that we have now in the hospital learning disability they have the potential also to open up and also create an environment for um, neurodiverse people because they are the ones who are um, 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 embracing um, people with dementia and learning disabilities. They just need a little more extra training to be able to guide people with neurodiversity. That's 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 also my point. Or, or even better, create a neuro, neurodiverse nurse to be able to support neurodiverse staff and also patients in every big hospital. That's the dream that Paula Gowan, McGowan have, is to be able to, every hospital, as soon as you, uh, as a, a neurodiverse patient or autistic patient comes, to be able to have a contact nurse that, that they are constant while the, 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 these patients are in the hospital, because um, uh, um, I was quite surprised that a lot of hospitals uh, they have help for um, for people with neurodiversity, but it finished once they became an adult. It's like adults cannot be neurodiverse, and, and I have challenged that a few times, and 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 and, and, and uh, that so far I don't have an answer. I want to have an answer, and my vision is this ten years. Is to have a good network uh, uh, open in the country for people um, um, to support university. But also, I want to show the future generations um, that um, that there is no barriers. If if you have no university, don't let the society write you off. Uh, you can still uh, have a successful career in, in nursing, in doctors, and, and and we we welcome. We will welcome all these people because we need um, we need to represent do, doctors and nurses needs to be a, 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 an image of what the society have and if you have more the more diverse workforce the better our quality of care will be uh, for for patients i want um, to inspire the the, the next generation um, um, my son for example who's 17 that that as soon as i say what do you want to be a nurse i say oh no that i, I uh, I, I, I don't think I will be capable I say well oh, i'm capable, and why are you' not capable and and I want to change that chip that 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 people think because you have autism you're not capable to function it's true that some of some of us will not be able um, to have a proper job, but this depend of each individual uh, and you know and and with the right support the the, the the sky is the limit I always say don't put yourself barriers try to get support and contact organization That the, the goal is then contact your ambassador in your region and get support and then have a vision where you want to be in five years' time and go for it. Because if you're determined, you can do it. If I manage to be a, a senior nurse on the NHS uh, on an environment that I don't think that isn't very near the best welcome, imagine if 10 years' time, the, this environment is a lot better. I think we will see a lot of us flourishing uh, and... and, and, and I'm basically um, achieving fantastic things in into our health service.
0: Uh, yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. That's wonderful. Thank you, Joe. Um where might um how might people be able to contact you because I'm thinking about, you know, there's going to be lots of people that are going to be interested uh in what what you've been talking about and may want to get involved or perhaps they have some ideas. Uh, how can they uh, connect with you? Also, uh, those those people that don't work in the NHS perhaps work you know, in the states or Australia, yeah. in other healthcare systems, uh, and and this this is you know not something they're doing either, and they and they want to potentially implement it. How might they contact you and uh, get involved?
1: Well, we have a Twitter account. Um, also, we have a website: this NDNursesUK. UK. And if you put that in Google, they will come. And at the bottom, we have um, we have an email address that. Um, that will we'll come to will come to us.
0: Great. Okay, and I'll put all of that in the episode and, and description and the, as well.
1: That the the people uh, can uh, can put the topics, can ask questions, and and what I want is uh, to create a community that people can answer um, each other questions. It means not uh, I'm not planning to moderate or anything. It's just a no a space, a safe space. Where people can direct other people, and, and on the website also there's a very good uh, place for resources and articles that also they will point to the right institutions. And, and also, I want to, the website to go and if, if anybody uh, know any contact or any organisation like your organisation who support people with autism, let us know and we'll add to the resources because the more resources we have, the people will be uh, more easy to find uh, help and, and, we'll be, um, and they will feel more supported and they will be able to be happier at work. And, and, and that's, for me, that's important because everybody will... Will want to be successful in life and, and and some of us needs a bit extra support but if it's there then um, there uh, the will be better
0: that's great yeah and as I said I'll put all of this information and all of the links yeah. in the episode description so do have a look there and I really do recommend yeah. um, everybody going to the website ndnursesuk.org uh, there's a couple of really really good blogs there that really explain Uh, everything very clearly and um, a a couple one particular blog that you wrote Joe that was very powerful uh, about your experience and what happened with Sally um, and and, uh, I really recommend everybody read that it's really really very very good Um, I think that's all from me James have you got any other questions or anything else that you'd like to add
2: just a tiny bit Um, Joe um, I my ears pricked up when I heard you mention maps because you might have seen our website, the London Autism Group charity website. Um, I've created some uh, Google Maps on there, uh, and there's one for London, which is um, how we I kind of started on this idea of of um, signposting families, and then later on um, neurodiverse people to various support like employment supported employment, supported education. Um, things like that but also a lot of uh, different things to help um, support activities for uh, families with autistic children and young adults and things like that um, so uh, we have a Google map for all of that on our website so potentially it's really exciting to hear it uh, you know the, the saying about you want a map of the whole country eventually with this kind of where you can signpost people to get the support they need that sounds fantastic
1: definitely by 2021, that's my objective, is to create, start creating this map and these and this, uh, ambassadors open down the country to help uh, uh, people um, um, to find the, the right resource and the right uh, support group.
2: That's fantastic. Um, I just want to say I found it really uplifting to hear of all your plans. Um, and I think a lot of people listening will have been wishing for this for a long time um, with their experiences in the NHS and not just with nurses but with um, hopefully with um, other roles as well like GPs and eventually maybe paediatricians to maybe look at the way diagnosis is talked about to parents and maybe handled in a more sensitive way let's say (laughs) Um, hopefully this is the start of something that will influence the whole NHS you know.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, um, because my experience of my son when he was um, um, a toddler, it was not very good, uh, at the point that um, I was not welcome anymore to go to the appointments, because I was so angry every time that I used, I used to come out of to see the the pediatrician, because he spent all the hour pointing out what my son was delayed on his development but they never talk about what he was achieving, how was, how, how yeah. well he was progressing even if he was a bit behind, there was other things that he was doing pretty well uh, and, and the language that the, the pediatrician and everything used was so negative that um, my wife was crying every time that they used to come out that uh, we thought that our son was completely useless uh, and, yeah. and, and that used to make me very angry and that put us off to carry on and, and get the right uh, help for my son because. Well, at one point, we decided not to go back to the pediatrician and and not to um, not to make carry on with assessment because I wanted my son to be uh, try to be normal. Uh, and looking at the uh, now in, in retrospective, I think that was the wrong decision because if you can help, you can put help at the beginning, and um, that my son will would be better placed than that is now. But uh, it was so put off by the language um, on the early years yeah. that uh, I don't want that to happen to anybody else. The language needs to change.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. right. Um, and I, w- I sort of wish you all the best with, with what you're doing and then I'll help
1: you in any way I can. Yeah, uh, me, me also. <laughs>
0: help. Yeah.
1: Every help will be welcome, but let's um, now push the coronavirus away. Um, if somebody is listening, uh, follow the government advice, stay at home, um, be safe, please. Uh, and when that's gone, then um, we will launch the website and then we will carry on our project forwards and every every help is welcome. Um, as I say, um, anybody wants to volunteer and, and help me to design these maps and everything or, or anything, or write the blog, uh, just go to the website. There's ways to do it, you can get involved. Anybody can get involved. As I say, it's not my website, it's everybody's website.
0: Thank you, Joe. And once again, uh, just a huge thanks for all of the work that you're doing on the front line uh, with the coronavirus situation. And yeah. um, obviously it must be incredibly difficult for you and your colleagues, as you described earlier. So, uh, you know, given the whole situation and the challenges, just a big, big thank you. And I wish you all the, all the best with it. You know, stay safe and keep well. And yeah. a big thanks uh, from all of us. Really, no, thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me on your podcast.
0: Are you very welcome? It's been our honor and pleasure. It's been great hearing about all of the work that you do, and all the very best with with everything. And I'll be excited to see how the neurodiverse nurses network and project grows uh, in the coming years. Yeah. And as as we said, if you do need any help or any support, get in contact with with us and we'd you know be happy to and also if anyone listening wants to get involved please yes. do contact joe uh, yes please and, and do so okay yes. so um thank you so much you know you're welcome james anything else from your side
2: just a big big massive thank you joe and uh, for everything and and to you and all your colleagues and um, and uh we'll keep you in our, our minds every day you know and we'll get through this together
0: yeah okay wonderful thank you again and take care and all the best joe
1: all the best okay